So, Pat Bray is uh, joining us. By the way, happy birthday, Pat. No, thank you. Uh, I'd get you a gift, but you have the pants. Didn't I give those back on your birthday? Nope. Wow, we have been giving inconsiderate of me. It is. We've been giving wow. the same gift to Dang each it. other uh, since what 1989, I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, it, it's a uh, it's a pair of lovely golf pants uh, that I bought Pat originally in 1989. They're mm-hmm. pink paisley golf pants from Ralph Lauren. Very nice and um, well, very colorful. Yeah. So I gave them to him. Uh, I actually believe they're Dolce and Gabbana. Because really, yeah, that's, those, a, that's an expensive joke. Gift. Yeah, but they're, it is. But they're extremely weird, and that fits <laughs> Dolce and Gabbana perfectly. No, um, it. I'm telling you, it's. Uh, are you sure? Yes, All right. I'm positive. All right. I know. Would, at one point, some of the pants we were giving back and forth were Dolce and Gabbana. I think I gave you a shirt to go with the pants, <laughs> maybe, and then you kept the shirt. But yeah. anyway, uh, so we've been given the same gift back and forth to each mm-hmm. other since uh, 1989 and or 1990, and. Uh, I didn't get. I didn't get my. I really thought I gave that back to you. Nope. Oh, but uh, re- yeah. repurpose it again Wait, what? this year. What? what? <laughs> what you I'll say? have to get you another yeah, pair I guess this I'm year. Skipping your birthday <laughs> anyway. So Pat, you've been watching the uh, impeachment. What is your thought today? Uh, kind of like yours. It seems like a bad day for the president. Uh, and I don't. I just don't understand why they've gone this direction the whole time. You mean Trump? Yes. Why yeah. Trump has insisted it's not quid pro quo. Who cares if it's quid pro quo? Uh, tell them it's in the national interest. Because it was. Because in it the national was. Interest. And that's what, see, here's what Schiff has done today is he's moved it two steps. He's made two moves. He's got somebody now saying, yep, definitely. I talked to the president. I got it from uh, Rudy Giuliani. It was quid pro quo. If this didn't happen, he, he would not have a meeting with Zelensky. Now, he later tied that to the aid, but that is hearsay because that was something that the, the ambassador said. I just assumed that that's what it was. Okay, Mm -hmm. so there is no evidence that it was tied to the aid, but you could make that assumption uh, as Ambassador Sondland did. So what he did was he gave them the quid pro quo today, at least with the meeting with the meeting. But did you see what 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 uh, he had the ambassador testify to towards the end? The Democratic attorney said uh, or Schiff said so. This was a working meeting, though, right? This was an official working meeting. Oh, yeah. And he said, yes, it was. And so you were planning on doing work and trying to really work. Yes. So this was an official presidential duty. So he moved this piece two spots down the board. Mm. Uh, and the president shouldn't have ever let them have that. No. And he only nope. he only allowed them to have that because he kept insisting and probably still will there was no quid pro quo. There was an off-ramp, however. The off-ramp uh, was, I think, the first part of that. Oh, well, if that's what you meant by quid pro quo, a meeting? I thought you were talking about the money. But the meeting, yeah, quid pro quo. Right. But you better have right. a, a legitimate reason why that money was held up. Right. You can't, it's going to be hard for him to say, <laughs> sure, yeah, that was a quid pro quo. The point here is that what are we arguing about at this at this at this juncture, right? A meeting, like I, I mean, I that is like what what age are we? I think that's like, the out. If it's if it's all about the meeting, right. I don't care if that's a working meeting or not. You can't impeach him over a meeting. <laughs> Can I you? Mean, it's silly. It's right? ridiculous. I, 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 it's just it's it's so 
but he's not. But there's not. That's not the way it's going to be spun. Remember, impeachment no. is not a legal proceeding. It is a political proceeding. So you have to convince the American people. Yeah, right. Donald and- Trump has given him the ammunition. He's armed the media with the ammunition. Clear cut. Yes, it was quid pro quo. They're not going to take it any further. They won't care about no, the media. And even and, if he didn't say that, they would lie about it. But they have him on tape saying it multiple correct. times with you know, with all the flavor that they want. And it is a logical leap from the meeting to then what happened to the aid. Why Why was the aid held up? And it was a logical leap from Sondland. Yes. Which is logical. what he's saying. I was like, yeah, well, obviously this is part of it. Right. And so the American people will take that leap. And that shuts down everything else. Everything else. Of what this is about, 2016, what's the State Department's role in uh, these uh, these riots all around the world, including Ukraine? What was happening uh, with civil society 2.0? What was happening with uh, the 2016 election? What happened to the $7 billion? All of that is gone. It's It's honestly like somebody burned down a house and we're listening to two attorneys argue with the guy who left the paint thinner open and then was smoking around it and all they're doing is is asking the the painter yes but was the living room eggshell or white that has nothing to do with anything that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with this but that's the president's fault and it's strange that they haven't seen that along the way i how is it possible i that- think everybody did he, with all his advisors, didn't say, look, this is the wrong tack. We've got to go so, to U.S. interest. I, I don't understand. Inside sources have told me that uh, they have been saying that. To the president? Yes. And he had, won't go with it? No. He, wants to, he never wants to give up ground, Strange. right? Yeah. I, wow. And I, I do think after this, he will come out again and say there was no quid pro quo. I, I agree. Because he'll say it wasn't in the call. He will. And we yeah. still, at this point, don't have uh, a transcript of Trump saying it, right? What we have is a very close aide, a million, you know, seven-figure donor to the president who said that it that it was said. And, and he came credible. directly from Giuliani. And, and, and he's credible in a way that, like... His presentation, he's, as you watch it, yeah. he seems credible. He's I mean, credible he's for the media and the American yeah. people to consume it and deem he's credible. The clips will play. He well. could be the biggest liar in the world, but he will not be spun that way. And right. his mm-hmm. clips don't look like Vinman looked a little. Squirrely. I don't know, squirrely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he did. didn't look shady. He just looks squirrely. You're kind of you watch him and you're like, oh, I don't know. Vinman did not have any of that approach to him at all and to be clear he said some things that have been beneficial i think to the president um and this line is carved out pretty well in that tr- we, we he basically put Sondland put all the blame to giuliani largely and said giuliani was doing these things but they were at the president's request but giuliani was the problem giuliani's the one who was saying uh, you know explicit quid pro quo giuliani 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 now he's not saying that he doesn't believe giuliani that Giuliani uh, didn't really get the word from the president. He's not saying that. Um, but the president may very well say that. He may say, I don't know what Rudy was doing. You know, yeah, he, maybe Rudy was telling people that. <laughs> I wasn't telling people that. He could throw him under the bus. And we 100% at this point know that there was a quid pro quo for these things, at least according to the Ukrainians, who definitely felt that outwardly from Sondland. Have you noticed that until today, 
when Sondland <laughs> kept saying it. They've dropped the quid pro quo thing and went to bribery. Yeah. yeah and that's... I think that's because the American people don't necessarily know what, know what quid pro quo <laughs> right. is. Well, they they, they're a... not up on their Latin they as much a... as maybe we should be. They did a focus group uh, last week or the week before, and uh, they said you know which what does it mean and and nobody knew what it meant and nobody cared what it meant mm. but when they said um how about the word bribery they all went oh that's really bad right and no. that's why they changed it it was right. all changed again for a focus group and, and i think fo- it was changed for al sharpton too because the president has been proven to have a cured pro cool <laughs> he did not say that did a, a he? squid Skid Row, <laughs> the president has been doing briberries. <laughs> Too many briberries. <laughs> so I think in part this is for Al Sharpton's Sunday that could uh, be for show his broadcast. Yeah, yeah so he doesn't have to deal with that right. stuff. I, I will say it's also in the Constitution, right? Outwardly, the word is in the yeah. Constitution as a pro as opposed to quid well, pro they pro. tested high crimes, misdemeanors, mm-hmm. bribery. Yep. Quid, quid pro quo. And there's no chance that Al Sharpton could ever pronounce no, that. No chance no. at all. No. Can, so, he, well, I can. Can he do high crimes and misdemeanors? Is that... Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. even know if he could get I'm, to that. I'm not positive on that Probably one. pretty <laughs> difficult. <laughs> and I will tell you... High crimes <laughs> and misses was meaner. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> Maybe Mrs. Wiener. Mrs. Wiener. They, they, know, yeah. Yeah. they know Mrs. Wiener. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> That works Anthony for Hillary. Wieners. Yeah. Oh, yes. right. Yeah. Quite. Yes. Um, let me just leave you with this idea. Uh, I want to play the audio from Good Morning America. Now, listen to this audio, what they say. Well, our poll also shows that 21% of, of Americans have made up their minds after the first week of testimony. That suggests uh, that they were already locked in or that really the testimony they've heard is enough. But that's a big percentage who still have to make up their minds. And 70% Mm -hmm. saying the president did something wrong. The president keeps saying the call was perfect. He did nothing wrong. Our poll suggests that may go down in history along with I did not have sex with that woman as a very ineffective presidential defense. Okay, Uh, so I believe that to be accurate. Really? You think only 20% of people have made their mind up on this? I don't think it's even close to that. No, 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 no. What I'm I'm saying is the uh, statement, I didn't have sex with that woman. Miss Lewinsky. You're saying you believe that you never had sex with her? <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> pretty sure. Okay. Pretty sure. Okay. Um, so. Uh, never be 100%. Right. These yeah. things happen. I think that it is. I, I think that this, there was no quid pro quo, is going to go down in the same way as a bad presidential defense. And we'll all remember no quid pro quo, and it will become a joke. Mm. But it will not harm the president. It won't bring him down. It will no. not bring him down. That That's what I predict from this, that ABC is right, mm. but what I think they're thinking is, and that brought the impeachment. No, look to the end of that. Nobody cared. Nobody yeah. cared. Yeah, and, and the funny thing, too, is we're talking about him changing the quid pro quo argument, but he hasn't even changed the perfect call argument. Yet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's still on that the call really is perfect. <laughs> so I don't think that's going to be his pattern here. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pat. Thank you. Thank you. Big plan. 38 already. 30. Wow. 38. Wow. I didn't wow. know you were that wow. old. really strange. Yeah. yeah. I've got children who are 
38. All right. <laughs> wow. I don't, science doesn't know how it happened. Uh, that is weird. Yeah. Well, Working into it. Men right can now. have periods. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. You know, 38 years old. Babies can have babies. <laughs> <laughs> babies can have adults or teenagers. All right, you sick freak. Welcome to the program. We want to go back to now Devin Nunes, the Republican, for cross-examination with the ambassador, Ambassador Sondland. In the 2016 election. Now, they know it. They know it's true because we have financial records that show it. So they were, the Democrats were heavily involved working with Ukrainians to dirty up the Trump campaign in 2016. So, Ambassador, I want to go through just a few of the incidents that we know. Uh, I know you may not know all about them. You may know about them now. Uh, But I want to walk through some of those examples of why the president may be very upset with Ukraine and think that, that they're a country that's out to get him, as I think both you've said that and Ambassador Volker have said that from that May 23rd meeting. The first... Uh, question I have is, were you aware of the anti-Trump efforts by DNC operative Alexandra Chalupa? I'm not aware of it. So in 2000, uh, there was a 2017 Are you aware of it uh, now? article that also quotes a Ukrainian parliamentarian, Artemenko, saying, quote, it was clear that they were supporting, meaning Ukraine, supporting Hillary Clinton's candidacy, and they did everything from organizing meetings with the Clinton team to publicly supporting her to criticizing Trump. I think that they simply didn't meet with the Trump campaign because they thought Hillary would win. Do you know that Ukrainian official by any chance that stated that? Were you aware that then-Ukrainian ambassador to the U.S. Chalet wrote an op-ed in The Hill during the 2016 presidential campaign criticizing then-candidate Trump. Not aware. But you know that this now. Is, this is, no, there's the there's no months. credibility here. How can you... Go ahead. Keep this up, please. How could so you... Probably one of the more disturbing ones is the Ukraine internal the, affairs minister, Avakov, mocked and disparaged then-candidate Trump on Facebook and Twitter. Were you aware that Sergei Lyshenko, a Ukrainian parliamentarian, admitted that part of his motivation in spreading the information about the so-called Black Ledger, a disputed document purporting to reveal corruption by a former Trump campaign official, was to undermine the Trump candidacy? I wasn't aware. So you may be familiar, the Black Ledger was used in the 2016 election to dirty up a campaign associate. Uh, and later, Mueller didn't use that as evidence in his report on election meddling. So knowing all these facts from high-ranking Ukrainian officials, Ambassador, probably makes a little more sense now as to why the president may think that there's problems with Ukraine and that Ukraine was out to, out to get him. Is that correct? I understand your I understand your point, yes, Chairman. Because you said uh, you said in your deposition, and I'm just going to make sure this was your. Let's read it back to you. On page 279 for your legal team, quote: "They are all corrupt." This is your. This is what you said about your conversation with the president. So this is your words, 
about what the president told you. This is the May 23rd meeting? That's correct. They are all corrupt. They are all terrible people, and you know, I don't want to spend any time with that. And he also said they tried to take me down. That's now, correct. When they tried to take him down, I think any logical person that wants to do two plus two equals four games would say that that was in the 2016 election, wasn't it? I believe that's what he was referring to, yes, right. ranking member. So during all this time, and remember, in the spring, the Democrats' Russia hoax wit, uh, witch hunt is still ongoing. They're still claiming that President Trump is a Russian agent. They're out to get, they're out to get President Trump at the time. His personal attorney is then interested in trying to figure out Hey, who are these Ukrainians that are trying to get to my candidate? As those of us, the Republicans on this committee, who were also trying to get to the bottom of who were the sources in the Steele dossier that the Democrats had paid for. The House Republicans wanted to know that all through the spring and even the summer of, and even as of today, we'd still like to know. That's why we've subpoenaed. So this is uh, on cross-examination, and it hurts Sondland to not know all of these charges is the Glenbeck program we're back now with a cross-examination of house intelligence committee members questioning ambassador sondland in the public hearing uh here is sondland's testimony to the republicans okay and then that was may 23rd and then you never had any personal communications with giuliani until august right uh that's correct and volker was handling ambassador volker was was he Volker, primary, Perry, uh... Volker, Perry, and others. Okay. Um, Ambassador Volker, you testified he's a professional diplomat, correct? Yes, he is. Um, and you said you had a great relationship with him? I do, yes. You said he was a very smart guy? Yes. Um, Ambassador Ivanovich said he's a brilliant diplomat, in fact. You agree with that? He's pretty, pretty smart. Uh, you, you stated that he's one of those people I'd uh, hand my wallet to? I would. Um, and so did you hear his testimony yesterday? I did not. Okay, because he I was busy getting ready for you. He didn't have any, he didn't have any evidence of, of any of these preconditions. Um, and he was the one most engaged with the Ukrainians, wasn't he? Yes. Okay. I mean, you testified and, you know, this was his full-time job, although he was doing it for free. He was the special envoy. Uh, and you testified you came in and out of the the events, correct? That's correct. Okay. Uh, at your deposition, we, we, we asked you about your communications with the president, um, and we asked you whether there were so many that it would be impossible to chronicle, um, and you said no, it wasn't, wasn't that many, and we went down the path of building a list of communications you uh, remember with the president, right? Correct. Um, we talked about May 23rd in the Oval Office, Yes. Um, you mentioned on July 25th, before you went to Ukraine, you, you called the president, but there was no material information on the 25th call, correct? Not that I recall. Okay. Then the last Friday, Mr. Holmes uh, came in, and uh, I guess his testimony refreshed your recollection? Yeah. What refreshed my recollection was when he, when he uh, uh, mentioned ASAP Rocky, then all of a sudden okay. it came back to me. Yeah. And talking about the Mr. President Zelensky loving... President and so forth? Well, the whole thing sort of came back to me after okay. mentioned um, ASAP Rocky. And then 
the, the next time, you know, we tried to unpack this, the, the next time you talked with the president was on the telephone was September 9th, according to your deposition, right? I may have even spoken to him on September 6th, but again, okay. I just don't have all the records. I wish I could get them. Then I could answer your questions very easily. Okay. But on September 9th, at least at your deposition, you were extremely clear. You, you called the president. You said he was feeling cranky that day, right? He seemed very cranky to me. And you said in no uncertain terms, and this is on the heel of, heels of the Bill Taylor text, right? Right. And why don't you tell us, what, what did the president uh, say to you? on September 9th that you remember? Well, words to the effect, I, I decided to ask the president the question in an open-ended fashion because there were so many different scenarios floating around as to what was going on with Ukraine. So rather than ask the president nine different questions, is it this, is it this, is it that? I just said, what do you want from Ukraine? I may have even used a four-letter word. And hmm. he said, I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. I just want Zelensky to do the right thing, to do what he ran on, or, or words to that effect. And that gave me the impetus to respond to Ambassador Taylor with the text that I sent. As I said to Mr. Uh, Goldman, it was not an artfully written text. I should have been more specific, put it in quotes, something like that. But basically, I wanted Mr. Taylor, Ambassador Taylor, to pick up the ball and take it from there. I, I had gone as far as I could go. And you believe the president, correct? You know what? I'm not going to characterize whether I believed or didn't believe. I was just trying to convey what he said on the phone. Okay. Why would you characterize, the, the you know, that there was quid pro quo for the, there was a news article for the military aid when he had nothing to go on? Talking about it. So by that point in time, the president had uh, been receiving calls from senators. He had been getting pressure uh, to lift the aid, Correct. Uh, that's what I understand, yes. I want to turn back to your, your opener on page five. Um, under When you talk about, in the absence of any credible explanation for the suspension of aid, I later came to believe that the resumption of security aid would not occur until there was a public statement from Ukraine committing to the investigations. Correct? Correct. And you acknowledge that this is speculation, right? It was a presumption. Okay. That you, you, it was a guess, in fact, I think you even said this morning. Well, I, I want to say that it, it goes back to Mr. Goldman's point or, or Chairman Schiff's two plus two equaled four in my mind at that point. Okay, but you didn't have any evidence of that, correct? Other than the aid wasn't being released and we weren't getting anywhere with the Ukrainians. Okay, but did Ambassador Volker clue you in that that was the, the issue? I mean, this is a pretty high, um, I mean, this is a, a pretty serious conclusion you've reached without precise evidence. Well, I sent that email to Secretary Pompeo to set up a potential meeting between President Trump and President Zelensky in Warsaw. And when I referred to the logjam, I referred to the logjam in a very inclusive way. Uh, everything was jammed up at that point. And Secretary Pompeo essentially um, gave me the green light to brief President Zelensky about making those, those uh, announcements. Um, okay, we can, we, we can turn to that. Um, and then that was your email dated what, what date? Do you have the page there? 
Well, your email to Secretary Pompeo, was that August, was that August 11th? Sixteen. Uh, August 22nd. Riveting page selection here. Oh, it's great. I love it when, and then they both read. Oh. Okay, so you're asking Secretary Pompeo whether we should block time. and I mean, is there any discussion of specific investigations? Is there any discussion of Biden or Burisma uh, or anything linking to aid in this, in this email that you sent to Pompeo? Secretary no, this, Pompeo? this was a proposed briefing that I was going to give President Zelensky. And I was going to call President Zelensky and ask him to say what is in this email. And I was asking, essentially, President Pompeo's permission to do that. Right. Which oh. he said yes. So, but, but, but so at, that, at that point in time, we're talking about investigations into, into the origins of the 2016 election. We're, we're not Marie, talking about Marie's anything to do with Joe Biden. Joe Biden did not come up. Okay. Um, stepping back a page to your, your email to the State Department on August 11th, um, you email Secretary Pompeo and you say, Kurt and I negotiated a statement from Zelensky to be delivered for our review in a day or two. And the question I have here is that, I mean, that statement never was issued. And in fact, Ambassador Volker has testified that he didn't think it was a good idea, and ultimately the Ukrainians didn't think it was a good idea. And so the, the statement never reached a, a finalized um, state. That's correct. Um, but even if it had, it, it doesn't talk about Biden's or Burisma or anything insidious, correct? Well, the statement, uh, as, as I recall, would have mentioned the 2016 election slash DNC server and Burisma. Okay. It would not have mentioned the Bidens. And have you heard of Ambassador Volker, interest. how he talks about what might be an investigation into Burisma? Outwardly tied to no. each other. As okay. Well. I mean, yes. he has said so that if there were Ukrainians engaged in violations of Ukrainian law, then the prosecutor general with the new administration ought to investigate that. Did Ambassador Volker ever relate that to you? No, we just talked in generic terms about, quote, investigating Burisma. Okay. But it had nothing to do with Vice President Biden. I'd never heard Vice President Biden come up until very late in the game. When? I don't recall the exact date, but when it all sort of came together, maybe after the transcript of the uh, July 25th call. I don't know. I don't know the exact date when I made the connection. Okay. Uh, wanna... Apparently, a lot of people did not make the connection. Okay. I want to turn to the... The letter from Senator Johnson, he, when he heard about some of these issues in the whole of the aid, he, he, wanted, he called the president. He called the president on August 31st. It's page six of his letter. Um, Senator Johnson um, states, or he writes, I asked him, the president, whether there was some kind of arrangement where Ukraine would take some action and the hole would be lifted. Without hesitation, President Trump immediately denied such an arrangement existed. Senator Johnson quotes the president saying, no, and he, he prefaced it with a, di a different word. Um, no way. I would never do that. Who told you that? I have, um, Senator Johnson says, I have accurately characterized the president's reaction as adamant, vehement, and angry. 
Senator Johnson's telephone call with the president wasn't a public event. It, it was capturing a genuine, uh, you know, moment with the president. And, and he had, at this point in time, on August 31st, he was adamant, vehement, and angry that there was no connections to, to aid. There were no preconditions. Yeah, I had my meeting with Senator Johnson where, again, I had made the presumption that I had made to both Mr. Yermak and the email I had sent to Secretary Pompeo. And we were sort of ruminating about what was going on. And Senator Johnson, I believe, said, I'm going to call President Trump, you know, and find out. And then he obviously had that phone call. I wasn't involved in that phone call. Okay. But you have no reason to disbelieve that wasn't the way it went down, right? No, no reason to disbelieve okay. Senator Johnson. Um, and now that you've had some time since your deposition and you submitted a, an addendum relating to the Warsaw uh, get-together with Mr. Yarmack. Someone doing some electric shaving on the Did you sit here today? I mean, are we missing a lot of your communications with the president? I haven't had that many communications with the president. And in fact, a bunch of the call records that I have had access to, just the short period of time on the call indicates I never got through. In other words, I was put on hold for one or two minutes and the call never connected. So I really can't give you an accurate count of how many conversations. Plus, Mr. Castor, I've had a lot of conversations with the president about completely unrelated matters that have nothing to do with Ukraine. So, but you don't think we're missing any material conversations that you have at the president? I, I don't recall any material conversations today as I'm sitting here. Or with Rudy so this Giuliani. is actually really good cross-examination here, because what he's saying is, look, you jumped to a conclusion. Then you wrote to Pompeo and said, hey, uh, you know, you have to do this. But you weren't told by the president. Nobody, um, nobody verified that. And in fact, as you are spreading this around, uh, the president is talking to people and he is vehement. No, that's not what I want. And in fact, when you called him, he said, no, that's there is no quid pro quo. I don't want that. I want them to do just the right thing. This is this is different. This is the, all the testimony that he just gave was that Rudy Giuliani said he's not meeting with the president unless he gets a statement from them. But you could excuse that because of all of the things that the president felt Ukraine was doing with good reason. I have no he says in May, I have no reason to meet with these people. They're bad people. They're all corrupt. Why should I meet with them? I want to see them do something. But when it comes to holding back all of the aid, it's all coming from Sondland. He's the source of saying, oh, it must be that. And he's testifying here. I didn't have any evidence of that. He said, I believe it. Yeah, I, I believe that it was a logical I, conclusion of the evidence. Correct. Well, I've got logical conclusions as well. Right. It doesn't make them accurate. Unless you can back them up. You know, what the media is saying is a conspiracy theory. No, no, we've shown you the documents. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's all written down by them, all the leadership, all these people who are testifying. We have their documents. That stops that from going from a theory or I just two plus two equals four to actual evidence. He doesn't have that. He has two plus two equals four. 
We're going to be monitoring uh, this impeachment hearing today. Today is an important day to pay attention to it. We know how the media will spin it, and uh, Sondland gave them some really great stuff. Um, However, in cross-examination, some really good things are coming up as well in the president's defense. We'll have all of it at 5 o'clock only on Blaze TV. Make sure you join me. You don't want to miss because we show you another connection to Deep State.